Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. If you have not been watching Game 1 of the College World Series, things have completely turned upside down for the TCU Horn Frogs in the top of the ninth inning. Struggling. I mean, we're, we're talking five minutes ago. TCU is up 5-2. to two. They need three outs, and they're on their way to the next game 1-0. and oh. Meanwhile, Oral Roberts is a game away from elimination. Things have changed drastically with Luke Savage on the mound, which K-State, I think, saw him just once this year. And Savage was really good against the Cats. Gives up a run. It's now 5-3. And then just a few moments ago, a three-run homer for Oral Roberts. And ORU has taken the – oh, they just went yard again. No, that's a foul ball. Oh, my God. It it had the distance maybe, but another home run ball. That's the thing. We're still in the top of the ninth inning. It's now 6-5, to Oral Roberts. And ORU now has a man on first base with two outs. Wow. That was an oppo taco kind of situation going on there. That was amazing. Wow. And Oral Roberts, I mean, they've had a day of straining. Now they're just kind of hitting – they're smacking foul balls all all over the yard. I mean, they – and it, 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 TCU just brought in another pitcher to come in for Luke uh, Luke Savage. Uh-oh, looking a little tight. Man, Those. this is all of a sudden, yeah, this is all of a sudden kind of <laughs> nerve-wracking. You're on the edge of your seat. And almost a base hit. Got to the second baseman for TCU. Throws the first. That's I, I don't know. I, keep, I forget who the, first ba- or the second baseman for TCU is. Anyway, it's a 4-3 put out. T- the top of the ninth is over. Now TCU needs a run. To at least send it to extras. Oh boy! In Game One of the College World Series, and TCU might be the hottest team in baseball. I said earlier this week, I was like, "Watch out for TCU. This <laughs> is the team that's going to make a run." And then all of a sudden, four runs given up in the top of the ninth inning, and now they're looking at potentially taking a loss. Well, yeah, watch out one. for them. They're going to lose their yeah, first. Game. I jinxed them, maybe. <laughs> 
And then uh, and then coming up after this game, it's scheduled to start at six o'clock. Is uh, is Virginia and Florida? Ooh wee! For day one of the College World Series, it all started today. The double elimination round, as we are in right now. Uh, so Horn Frogs now got to come to the plate, and uh, let's see who's coming up here. They got. Eight, nine, and one coming up. Aish. Eight, nine, and one are a combined two for nine today. TCU with seven hits. Oh, Roberts has eleven, and uh, the Frogs have stranded have stranded five on base today. Oh, Roberts with six. So Tulsa, Oklahoma, looking for a victory in the College World Series to kick things <laughs> off. Welcome to the game. I am Mitch Fortner with David G. And Travion Berkland is not wearing a hoodie today. It's a bit weird to see his arms. Be too quite co- honest. It's too cold outside. Yeah. What is it with that in you young kids these days? It's always cold in here, so uh, I always wear a hoodie. Uh, He's wearing a sharp Nike shirt, though. It's white with just a small white, uh, small black Nike logo in the, um, uh, like in the, uh, peck. Uh, and the peck. Yeah, the left peck. Dude, the, a throwback to an old school. That's how they used to look. And then they started doing like where yours, like it was like a big swoosh in the middle. So I know a uh, shout to Scott Wildcat. He's a big fan of this shirt. I'm wearing a lavender Nike shirt, and on the front, it's just a big white Nike swoosh. Yeah. Um. The other day, I saw Big Bill Williams, aka Doctor Doc Rock. Doc Rock, yes. Uh, rocking a lavender polo. Really, it like all the lavender stuff just looks amazing. I really. It's just so funny. You, you go through your whole life going, lavender stinks. It's, well, come on, man. It's for old ladies. <laughs> you know? And then those quarter zips is what blew the just a yes, little bit. Yes, it off. did. Wow. Well, and also throwing like the, you know, some old school logos on it. Like the oh, yeah, yeah. Pin it Willie or the what writing. they call cocaine Willie. And yeah, in yeah. the script stuff. Yeah. I mean, it it's all flying sick. off the shelves. It is sick. It really looks great. And those jerseys, too. It's tough to get a better look than those uh, lavender jerseys, man. No wonder the cats have a surplus in cash right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all the merch. <laughs> They're like, listen, <laughs> they can't keep the lavender stuff on the shelves. <laughs> They're like, ticket sales, mm, kind of. Lavender has been big for us this year. This Easter was just lavender, 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 man. That's awesome. That's I I, I buy it. I buy it. Well, coming up in today's show, now remember two. Uh, the Big Twelve was. Asking us media to fill out our all Big 12 teams and the preseason poll. I'm not going to announce my team. I'm going to announce my preseason poll. I don't even know if this is legal before the Big 12 even announces the the media vote. But I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, we we push the envelope on this show constantly. I I, I am careful with my Heisen vote though. I won't say anything until the the votes actually. I, that's actually I don't want to lose that. Yeah, that's you, actually quite the honor. Which is. A huge deal. It's yeah. a really big deal. I, I I never knew that I would know someone that had a Heisman vote before, and it's like it's cool. It's I think cool. Matt Walters has a Heisman vote. Uh, Stan Weber has a Heisman vote. Wow, uh, a bunch of us, dude. Yeah. Robinet. Well, Kels Robinette is kind of like the man in charge, uh, and he's like, and he texts me one time. He's like, "Hey, I'm in charge of uh, getting Heisman voters. You want to do it?" And I'm like, uh, uh, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> That's awesome. One guy voted for Deuce Vaughn. What the heck is that? <laughs> well, it's huh? funny. On my, on my, on my uh, Big 12 preseason team, I have Deuce Vaughn as my running back. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of anybody else. I have Deuce Vaughn on the brain. Yes. Uh, 
but uh, my uh, preseason Big 12 poll will be coming out at 525. And later on this hour, we're going to have DG blindly rank five college football coach rants because yesterday uh, we, we got a lot to talking about, talking about a lot of uh, Colorado and, and Nebraska, two new head coaches, two different stories. Who's going to have the better 2023? And then for some reason, Dan Hawkins came up. Oh, and no. I was, he had one of the best rants ever. <laughs> That's going to be one of them, but DG's going to blindly rank him and I'll explain how that works uh, when we get to it here at 425. I got to kick off with this, though. It, did you get a class ring when you when you graduated high school? No. That was not something I was interested in, but I saw, you know, they brought him in. And they're like, this is the version that the Manhattan High has picked, and check that out. And I was, I was like, it looks fine, you know, it's cool, but I did not get a class ring. Yeah, I didn't either. I'm not a big jewelry guy. Like none Me of the either. teams I played on, other than uh, you know, a little league baseball team I was on that won a championship. That's the only championship I ever won. Of course, didn't get rings, didn't win anything in high school. Right. Uh, but of course, K State they they got rings for their Big Twelve champ. And I've never been a fan of like the bowl game rings. Like, just for going to a bowl game, getting the rings, I think that's way over the top. Yeah. Like, that should be to honor a championship, Big 12 championship or whatever, mm-hmm. a division ring. I suppose that's all right if you still have divisions, and I'm glad they don't anymore. But the bowl game rings, I think, are a bit too much. Have you seen the kids, like, nowadays, like, summer baseball, they're getting rings. Rings. And I go, come on, man. I mean, if they want to spend the money. For sure. It's just like, dude, I get it. Like, it's for the kids and stuff, but isn't this the whole discussion about, like, participation? You know, like, a ring should go to one team. One team gets a ring. I'm not going to, like, you know, break down the entire ring for K-State, but their Big 12 championship ring, I really liked it a lot. It wasn't in any way over the top. Inside the ring, you had just the final score of the Big 12 championship game. Script Cats got the... uh, Big Love Twelve that. title or the Big Twelve uh, trophy, the power cat on the, with the saying Big Twelve champs around the size, great look, it's gorgeous. I might even buy a replica. Ooh, because I th- I saw you can get them online for like fifty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> like the PA announcer has got to buy they his own ring. Get one, man. For sure. Uh, no, I definitely not. Like yo, I hope why I got a ring. That'd be he certainly deserves that as yeah. the play by play radio voice. So the Kansas City Chiefs, they had like this whole gala yesterday. And, you know, it's like a red carpet deal at, at Union Station. Huge deal to reveal their Super Bowl championship rings. The, these days, the rings are completely over the top. To me, like, and I, I, I'm okay with, like, going over the top, but I think there is a going a little bit too over the top, as in things are just getting too complica- complicated, <laughs> and we're putting too much on these rings, I think, these days. Now, I'm not trying to be the old man and get off my lawn or just <laughs> complaining about the new ways things are done, but I'm like, why are we putting inside the ring the final score of the divisional round? Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. It's a lot there's a lot going on here. And I notice now they you can take the top of the ring off. Right. And inside they had Arrowhead Stadium and the quote, Arrowhead Stadium is my favorite place on earth from Lamar Hunt. I know Lamar Hunt was a big deal. For sure. But he, did he not have a better quote? <laughs> I think a lot of a lot a lot of Chiefs fans, I'm sure DG has said that a time or two. Oh, God, Be, being there at Arrowhead, it's like, man, this is like the best place on earth. <laughs> Especially when they're winning. Yeah. But I know it's like the fiftieth anniversary of Arrowhead Stadium. That you know, it's fine. But you can also take the top off, like I said. 
but take the actual top of the ring that has the three Lombardi trophies, the Chiefs logo, world champs, and 38 diamonds uh, around it. I know there—I look it up here real quick. I, I know there's a reason why there's 38 diamonds. I can't remember why. Uh, let's see here. It is right here if Twitter wants to load. 38 diamonds representing the points score Okay, in, in the Super Bowl to beat the Eagles. That's a nice touch. You can take that off, and there's a thing inside that you can flip up and out, and you can actually put it on a chain. It's like a medallion or wow. whatever the heck you want to call it. Yeah. You can wear it as a chain. You can put a chain through it and wear it wow. around your neck. Is that not a little bit much for a ring these days? Okay, so Is this just a way to actually try to get them to wear it a little bit more? Because nobody ever wears these nobody. rings on a regular basis. Yeah, okay, so... Put them away, like, you know, show it off to when you have a guest over. <laughs> the, I always thought, what I thought was funny is the Patriots. They are always so reserved and uh, the Patriot way, you know, Bill Belichick, not flashy. Their rings are massive. Those things, I, it, it looks like, it, it, I, I don't even know, like, it's the size of, like, an apple on these guys' hands. So I thought... The Chiefs aren't that big. They're not that big. But the taking off of the top and stuff, yeah, that does seem like a little much. I, for one, think it's kind of cool with the stadium, the home field. Like, that is kind of rad. But it's a lot. And I want to know who the first team was that did a Super Bowl or a world championship ring that you could take the top off because that has become a thing. I, that, this is not the first Super Bowl ring like that. I just want to know who did it first because um, I, I know this. I wouldn't be putting it on no damn necklace. There's no way. No, no. You roll in somewhere and they're like, oh, nice, Super Bowl necklace. Cool. The final score of the Super Bowl is on the ring twice. And also, the like, the AFC Championship game final score is on there. I'm like – Let's just put the final score of the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Even if, even if, you know, it, it's just wow. It's a lot. A little much. There's a lot going on on this ring. There is a lot. I wish they would tell us also how much each individual ring costs. Oh yeah. Because I know, like, I mean, this looks it, it is over the top, but I mean, I think you could you could design like a class ring in high school. To look a lot like this, you if could. you really wanted to, you if you really could. wanted to spend the money, and I remember though, like I remember the rings, like I thought, like I, I did make a design. It was like I thought this could be like a thousand dollars. No, it's like two hundred. I was like, oh, this isn't bad at all. And I'm sure all these diamonds are fake. Man, it lo- it, I mean, it looks great. It really does. I, I feel like it's. I like it a little understated. Um, the top coming off though is. Hey, does that mean that there's a retractable roof coming to Arrowhead or what? It is really cool, though. I saw Elijah Lee. That was cool. He got a ring, and this is also another opportunity. Like, even though a a, a number of these guys have moved on and they're going to be with different teams right now, Elijah Lee, I believe, is a free agent. Um, Brought them all back together for this ring ceremony. Cool. So that was a really cool gesture. But uh, if you forgot the final score of the Chiefs Super Bowl victory of the Eagles, just Google Chiefs Super Bowl ring and you'll find it. It's going to be the first thing that pops up. Let's take a break. And when we come back, switch over to college football. It's time for another blindly ranking a top five DG and maybe even Travion will take part in it as we're going to be ranking five college football coach rants. After- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. 
With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. After the break. You know, with how much is on the Chiefs Super Bowl ring, I'm surprised they just didn't put like an engraving of Lamar Hunt's face <laughs> inside the ring. It has everything else. Yeah. You can imagine. I do like the touch. So inside the ring, like all the engravings and stuff, you have the final score, the three playoff games, you have. Andy Reid's motto for the year, which was EDGE. I, I think it's an acronym. I don't know what it stands for. Uh, you have the individual player signature inside there, and you have also a Lamar Hunt logo. Yeah. I'm like, good lord. I've got it all on there, it's man. A bit, you know, I think it would have been sweet if they just had the player's individual signature or just like the final score of the Super Bowl, even though it's on there twice. They Let's covered simplify. every single. Yeah, sometimes centimeter. sometimes less is more. Less is more, you For know. Sure. Less is better. For sure. I do love the boxes that they come in though, and I know I've seen these boxes before. The Chiefs had them, uh, well, three how three or four years ago when they won the first Super Bowl with Andy Reed, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, where you open the box and it's a huge box. It lights up and. On the lid, you uh, there's a video package that's, that's playing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's pretty touch. sweet. And of course, you know, entitled Patrick Mahomes had to peek at the ring before everybody else. <laughs> He's like sneaking in a look. Before, I was like, come on, Patrick. Come on, Pete. Nobody else is doing that. Show some respect. All right. <laughs> We've done this once before. I wanted to try this again. It's called Blindly Ranking 5, and I stole this from some uh, social media reel where uh, you just blind, you blindly rank five things. There is a category, and the way this works is today's category is five college football coach rants, tirades. There's some classic ones out there, and I may play one or two that maybe you haven't heard before. Yeah. But I'm going to play one at a time. And as we go, DG, and if Travion, you want to do it as well, you're going to keep ranking them. Mm -hmm. As you rank the first one I give you, you don't know what's coming next. Right. So maybe you're going to go with that strategy, or you hear the first one, and you're like, nothing's going to top that, or everything's going to be better than that. So I'm going to put it at five, or I'm going to put it at one. And we just go on from there as we blindly rank as we go. Have you ranked them yourself? I have. Okay, very nice. I have. So, and I'll give you a backstory. I'm actually going to try to play as much as the rant as possible. I need right you to get the full rant going on. Some are big, some are small. Yes. You know what I mean. All right. Uh, the first is who we brought up in the first segment, Dan Hawkins, who used to be the coach at Colorado. And, um, well, he got this uh, – well, I guess I'll let him explain what exactly took place. He heard about a, a parent that was a little upset about the way he did things. <laughs> Some guys might decide that it's a little too tough or it's a little too hard, it's a little too demanding. 
I'll give you a little example. Kind of sums up some things. But I got an anonymous letter from a parent. Said, you know, we just kind of bummed out this year that the boys only get two weeks off before they start their summer conditioning program. Normally they get three. Well, we gave them a week at the start of the semester rather than at the end. But here's my point. Okay. It's Division One football! It's the Big 12! It ain't either murals! You got two weeks after finals, you got a week of July 4th, and you got a week before camp starts. That's a month! That's probably more vacation than you guys get. <laughs> and we're a little bummed out that we don't get three weeks. Go play intramurals, brother. Go play intramurals. Classic rant, DG, where do you want to put it? I, I love this because it's like, for real, go play something else. Like, you're bummed out. And you're an, uh, that's an anonymous letter? You could From a your, parent, yeah. You could put your name on that and be like, hey, man, we're trying to go on a vacation. Okay, so just trying to, to – I, I, I know there's going to be more heat coming down the pipes, but that's a good one. I'm going to stick that at number three. I like that as my okay. third college football coach rant. Travion, you want to rank it? I was thinking similar, three. Three? Just to give a chance for – yeah. A couple others. But it's a it? good short burst of a thing. Go Blinds a Big 12! Well, our second rant might be my favorite halftime interview of a coach oh. in college football. This takes us back to a game in the two, in 2005. Michigan State is visiting Ohio State. And Sparty is up 17-7. to They're going to kick a field goal as John L. Smith is going to add to his lead. Well, the field goal gets blocked. And the Buckeyes return it for a touchdown at 17-14 now, going to overtime. John L. Smith was very unhappy with his special teams coach for making an error. Coach, obviously a miscalculation there, and you're upset. Tell yeah, me about it. Yeah, very upset. We should have been in a ball game with fast field goal. The coach had sent him in. We shouldn't have sent him in. That's a dang coaching mistake. That the kids are playing their tail off, and the coaches are screwing it up. <laughs> Don't have to say any more than that, Brent. No, you certainly don't, Jay. <laughs> quickly, quickly. What do you like, John L. Smith? <laughs> That's a four. I like that at four. It's a it's a good one. Is that guy from uh, the, the after Alabama let the guy go before Nick Saban? Did you ever see that halftime? No. Oh my God! It's no. not a rant as much as it's this guy's got the funniest voice in America. He's talking about an inside trap and how they can't stop it, and it is the funniest interview ever. You got to look it up. Anyway, yeah, that's a four. That's a four. John Travion, I will also say four. Hmm. I feel like there's going to be something else crazier. Copying me. Well, uh, you can imagine this was coming up, Deej Gundy. No, oh, yeah. Oklahoma State. This was this is 15 years old, and that's a, I thought it was actually longer than that. Mm-hmm. But this is September of 2007 when a columnist for the Oklahoman. Gave negative remarks to Cowboys starting quarterback Bobby Reed. Questions about his manhood surfaced because he was also seen in the parking lot eating with his mom following a loss to Troy. That was a tough loss for the Pokes back then. And then after uh, Gundy glanced at the title, he goes off on the media. If you want to go after an athlete, one of my athletes, you go after one that doesn't do the right things. You don't downgrade him. Because he does everything right and may not play as well on Saturday. And you let us make that decision. 
That's why I don't read the newspaper. Because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. Attacking an amateur athlete for doing everything right. And then you want to write articles about guys that don't do things right and downgrade them, the ones that do make plays. Are you kidding me? Where are we at in society today? Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Write something about me. Deej? Bobby Reed was a huge recruit. I don't know if you remember this guy, but he was huge. And at the time, Mike Gundy, I, I didn't really know who he was. I really didn't know who that guy was. And boy, do I did I know who he was after that. Forever. No, Mike Gundy. That is number one. No doubt about it. That, that meme, I'm a man, I'm 40, will live on forever. Ever and ever. Oklahoma State might not even be a school, and that thing will still be running. People will always play that. That's a great rant. Travion, was that the first time you've heard the I'm a man, I'm 40? Yeah, I haven't heard any of these before. So mm. Is that going to be your number one? It'll be number two. Okay. I like his style. There could be something really good coming. Next, this is four out of five. Do you remember David Bennett? He used to coach at Coastal Carolina. And... He had a pretty pretty decent run for the yeah. Chanticleers for that time. Uh, 2011 season went 6-6. Six and six. He was upset about his team's mentality. He wanted his team to have a better mentality. Smash mouth mentality. Here was his analogy. 12 cats live across the road. Our door's open. Screen's broke. We need to get a new screen door. But the screen's broke, so you can come in through the screen, but you can't get back out of it. I turn and look, there's a little kitty cat in our in our kitchen. So I said, what are you doing in here, little kitty cat? By that time, eh, the cat turns, tries to get back out. That screen won't go that way. Cat starts going all crazy. And I told our players, we need more dogs. Bo's barking in the back. I have to go shut Bo up. Mel's like, what's going on? I said, it's a cat in the house. Cat in the house? I said, yeah, there's a cat in the house. So I told our players, I tried to let it out the front door. The cat's still going crazy in there. And I told our players, you need to be more like a dog. We don't need a bunch of cats in here. Yeah, looking in the mirror. Do I look good? I got my extra bands on. I got my other shoes on. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs. It makes sense that his dog's name is Bo. I, I couldn't see another name coming no. for a dog from a guy like that than no. Bo. I, I, want, I need David Bennett to read everything. <laughs> that guy's voice is gold and he is a heck of a football coach that guy um kind of the jim levitt kind of thing where he took a program that was in like a trailer and just i mean really solidified them they he he's a heck of a football coach um that one is at number two i wish i could put it at one because i love we need more dogs we need the cat in the house 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 i love that i had a coach that sounded and acted and looked like him. Craig Jerslin <laughs> was the same way. He had the same kind of twang. He'd go, we'd walk into the cafeteria at Hutch. It's early. And he'd go, hey, you, you call your moms? He'd go, nah. Hey, man, call your moms. Everybody in here needs to call them and call your moms. So he's always reminding people to call their moms and like eat food and stuff, just like David Bennett. But that I love that. 
We yeah, do I look good in the mirror. He's never heard of look good, play good. That coach does. They probably didn't live like. No, that. there weren't a whole lot of different uniforms at <laughs> Coastal Carolina when he was around. You know, they uh, do you eat your vegetables. <laughs> I can see that guy doing that kind oh, of stuff. He would definitely be a call your moms. Call your moms, man. That guy was all over that. But did anybody remind him to call his mom? Nobody reminded him to do nothing. The be- another thing we were watching this move, this horrible like action movie. As we were like for, for the night before a game, we get together as a team and watch a dumb movie, and it was like Rambo Seven. You know what I mean? It was something stupid, and it was a terrible movie. And everybody's talking and laughing because the the special effects were horrible. He's like, hey, man, shut up, and threw some expletives in there. He goes, y'all lucky y'all watching this. He's like, I picked snow dogs, and I, <laughs> I, died, I died laughing because this guy had like 10 <laughs> little kids. He had so many kids, and so this dude was like the ultimate family guy, loved his kids, was always talking about his kids and how much, but then he would go off and just cuss everybody, and he was the ultimate football coach. Uh, Craig Jerslin, shout out to him. He Man, can we him. find that guy? We need to get him on the show. I, I want to talk to him. He had like a bunch of chewing his mouth. I picked snow dogs. <laughs> we were like, thank God he didn't. Thank God that wasn't hey, it. Snow, Do- snow dogs was a great movie. Dude, I I'd, Cuba good? I'd rather watch Con Air 4 with starring <laughs> anybody than that. Oh, God. All right. Uh, we didn't ask Travion where he would put uh, David Bennett wanting his guy to be more like dogs. Uh, the... Cat meow that yeah. makes it number one. It number is a, one. that is yeah. a good. That's meow. a really solid one. Meow, meow. So everybody has number five left open for the final clip. Oh no! The final rant is Mark Mangino, Ooh. Kansas. Because you might remember Deej back in two thousand and four. Oh yeah. You know Texas was trying to get a big time BCS bid. Yep. And I don't, I can't remember if they were undefeated or if they had one loss. I think they had one loss because they ended up going to the Rose Bowl. They were good. Yeah. I mean, you're talking Vince Young. Yeah, of they course. were so good. It was the year before the national championship. Also, 2004 was KU beating K-State in Lawrence, and that was tough. Brutal. And that was not a good KU team. They were okay. I mean, they are a four-win team. But anyway, like KU is up a score with four minutes to go. They're looking for a first down and they're trying to run out the clock. Throw the first down and – Pass interference was called on Charles Gordon. Offensive pass interference. So yep. it comes back. Mangino just runs the football. You know, it's third and 20. You're backed up to your goal line. There's not a whole lot you can do. you got to be smart with the football. And TCU scores the – or uh, Texas, rather, scores the go-ahead touchdown with 17 seconds to go. Mark Mangino, furious about that call. And this is a rant that post-game press conference was over, like, a number of questions because he actually kept bringing it up. Here is uh, Mark Mangino after that loss. I don't want to lead you to something that caused problems, but did you? No, know? there's no problems. You you lead you you ask me what you want to ask. The me. offensive pass interference penalty, yeah. which uh, was a you know it changed mm-hmm. the outcome of the game. Did you get any feedback from the official on what Charles did? To- the whole nation watched that play. I don't need to get any feedback. People sat and watched the game on Fox today in their living rooms. They'll be the judge of that call. Well, Coach. Uh, this effort by the Kansas well, 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 team. You know, let goes. me interrupt you just for a second. Okay. It's called BCS. Okay. Keep that in mind. Now, nobody going to ask me about yeah. any of you guys that write and have opinions are not going to ask me about what I thought about, or what you guys thought about the end of the game and how things went. And, well, the play 
Gordon, when you're, yeah. when you're it, he, he executed a move that's taught by every offensive coach in America. And it's not, the guy got into his body. He made a swim move, which is taught by every wide receiver coach in America. NFL, high school, and college. You know what this is all about, don't you? That's right. BCS. That's what made a difference today in the game. That's what made a difference in the call in front of their bench. Dollar signs. So that's not the most animated rant, but just calling out the BCS and officiating bias towards Texas to keep them alive for the BCS, the BCS bowl game. Uh, that was a rant. I actually, I, I totally forgot about it. Uh, but once I started listening to it again, I was like, oh my God, that's right. I forgot. He called out the BCS mm-hmm. on a four win season for KU uh, because they had a bad, there was a bad call. That went Texas's way, and Texas ended up winning the game. Yeah. yeah. And then he's, uh, you know, three years later, he gets a gift from the BCS. So, you know, th- all, things always turn around. You you don't play any of the top three teams in the league, and you get gifted a BCS bowl. So he's like, you know, three years later, he's like, yeah, hey, I love BCS. This is great. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a fiver. Uh, boo-hoo. You know, don't cry over spilled milk. Sorry. The call didn't go your way. You should have. You should have had a bigger lead. Sorry. And Travion had five open as well. So you guys put Mangino at five. And the way I would rank it is, I don't rank it blindly. I got to put Gundy number one. Mm-hmm. That is the all-time college football sports rant. It's amazing. It's the thing is, I played a forty-five second clip. That rant was three minutes. Yeah, it, I had to cut a lot out just for time. You his know, his face, the the color of his, the hue. Of red that his face, it's crazy. Well, and what you don't see, because obviously this is radio, he had a prop. He had the actual yeah. newspaper with the article on the front page, and he's pointing at it, slapping the paper. You know, it's like you get the gimmick and everything, and you pop in the boys like that. I mean, that was a – he cut a promo on whoever wrote that article. I'm going to put Hawkins number two. Ah, the Dan Hawkins good, ran it number two. What I love so much about it – is that he's real quiet. <laughs> he's just kind of telling the story about, oh, I got this letter and this mother was upset. I wasn't giving the boys enough time off, two weeks instead of three. Well, m- my thought on that is, it's Division <laughs> One football! It just loses it. It goes from zero to ten quick. in five seconds. <laughs> quick, quick. And I would imagine, like, if you're not paying attention, you're like – I mean, back then, you're probably not – I don't know if you're typing away on a laptop back then, but if you're just writing something down and you're maybe not paying close attention and it just blows up, it it might scare you. Yeah, you might drop your Palm Pilot if you're listening to that Yeah, your Blackberry. (laughs) I put Bennett third. That's a good one. Uh, It wasn't as angry as some of these rants. Yeah. But, man, the Southern personality and the twang really came out in that rant. They'll be like dogs. Mm Mm-hmm. Door don't go that way. It don't open that way. So he's just sitting there going, wow, wow. And Mel goes, there's a can house. There's a can house. Yeah, you're getting sound effects. Perfect. Bo's back. I got a kid. Bo's stop barking. I put Mangino fourth. Mm -hmm. I put Mark Mangino fourth because of the subject matter. You're calling out the BCS. Many have called out the BCS. 
this is probably the first I remember hearing about when it comes to an actual game. It's towards the end of the year, and it's post-game press conference. I mean, you know, Oklahoma State probably in 2011 when it's it's a Alabama-LSU national championship game, and Oklahoma State, they lost to Iowa State on the road, but they still won the Big 12, and they were left out of the natty. They were upset about that. I remember Georgia in 2002 probably feels like they were screwed out of a, a national championship game by the Auburn, BCS. Auburn had one. K-State, 98. Mm-hmm. One lost team. Goes to the Alamo Bowl. Crazy. You know, a lot of, we've had a lot of complaints about the BCS. This is one of the few I can recall. Maybe the only one I can recall that was, you know, it had to do with a contender from a team that was not a contender whatsoever. Right. And blaming the BCS and the referees for the right. for the botch. Right. It's a shove. He shoved them. Come on. And then the final one is the uh, the quick sideline rant from John L. Smith. It's still legendary. <laughs> it's great. But I got to put it at number five. He's angry. That, that man was angry. Blaming the coaches. By the way, uh, the first game of the College World Series is done. TCU gave up four runs in the top of the ninth inning, including a three-run homer for Ole Roberts to take a 6-5 to five lead. And then uh, TCU had a man at first and second with one out, strikeout, and a line out to left field. Mm-hmm. Ends the game. TCU 0-1 to start the College World Series. We'll take a break. More of the game coming up next. Finish up hour one of the game. Mitch Fortner, David G, Travion Berkland with us. If you want to call in, feel free. 785-537-1350 is our phone number. Uh, coming up next week, this is pretty cool. So a lot of one-hour shows next week. The Royals have a lot of 540 first pitches. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday next week are all one-hour shows. But Monday, as uh, Mason Voth, he asked, or he, he brought it up last time we interviewed him, I'm going to be in town Monday if you want me to come in. So uh, Mason's going to join us for the full show on Monday. That'll hey. be from 4 to 5 o'clock. So expect that. He is from, of course, Email Online. He's the head man for Email Online, the K-State rival site. Big shot is what you call that. During the break, I had to uh, Google Craig Jerslid. Yeah, Coach Jers. Because David G. brought him up during our blindly, uh, blindly ranking five. And this was his coach at Hutch. That's right. Mm-hmm. And with the accent and the impression that you did, the way he talks after seeing his picture, fits perfectly. Yeah. He's got a handlebar mustache, kind of a comb over. He looks like that's the way he talks. It, you um, and he looks like a Snow Dogs fan. He is a huge, huge Snow Dogs fan. Uh, imagine that with just a big old dip into like he. Always, <laughs> oh yeah, he definitely chews. He always had a fat dip, and he go, "Y'all, hey man, shut up! Y'all lucky. I pick snow dogs." And it was like he meant it. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't joking. And we thought that was so funny, and we're laughing. And he's like, "Man, shut up!" With extra expletives thrown in there. He never said a sentence without throwing something. Oh, is that one of those coaches? Ooh. Oh, man, I, I won't say the name, but I remember Cloud County. I think he's still up in Concordia. The uh, the men's basketball coach. Not It was after Kevin Muff, so it wasn't Kevin Muff. But, uh, man, I would watch some of his practices and the way he would get after some of these Juco kids. And if they weren't doing something right, holy crap. I, I remember hearing a story because uh, growing up I had a bunch of friends that – went to Concordia, and I guess the basketball team, like, 
didn't always listen to the coach, like would mess around at practice, like just, you know, wasn't completely always focused on basketball. So that coach had this Cloud County coach come in mm. and coach them for one practice and tore them apart. Yeah, I bet. Absolutely tore them apart. I think there were complaints to the school and all that. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. Uh, and it didn't surprise me. This yep. guy was intense, but when it came to – like I would do like pregame interviews with this coach because I did Cloud County basketball for a couple of years. He was always willing to be helpful, and he uh, he also taught like a history class. And I remember one semester I broke my hand and I was taking his class, and I was like asking for notes, and he's like, "Ah, oh, don't worry about it." <laughs> don't worry about it. You're a good kid. Don't worry about it. You're like, thanks, coach. You know, I grew up not minding the like cussing like I didn't think that was a bad deal I, I really still don't it's communication style it's intensity and it's love for what they're doing and teaching they just go about it in a in a in a football way where you're cussing um where I think you step over where the boundary gets crossed is when you you confuse intensity and love for intimidation when you're trying to intimidate people and you're physically getting after them touching people grabbing people where um you're like putting your hands on people that's where it's like okay you're just a jerk is what you are but if you're loud and cussing and getting people's faces and trying to motivate people and it's intense well folks that's uh, that's sports that's how it works and so I don't mind a little spice. I never minded getting yelled at. A little spice. It was probably bad. necessary. Sometimes you need a kick in the pants, but some some of the some of the coaches that were like as like that where they were spicy were also the first to give you a hug and say a pat on the back. And the a good coach knows when to throw a fastball and a good coach knows when to throw yeah, a curve or a changeup. Real quick, before we end the first hour, I wanted to bring up this story about Oral Roberts. They just beat TCU 6-5 to in the first game of the College World Series. If you watch the game, when Oral Roberts hits a single, you'll see a the, the first base coach sticking something in the mouth of the guy that just got a hit. What? We got the backstory on this. What he's doing is he's actually feeding the players gummy worms <laughs> after they hit a single. It's, it's actually... Uh, it's Haribo, the the twin snake candy, but basically gummy worms is what it is. And it was a whole thing of their uh, road trip from Minneapolis to Fargo, and they were bored, so they like start singing like uh, like pirate songs. And they're like, "Well, if you're a pirate, you got to have treasure." So they broke out a bunch of like gummy worms, and it just became a thing to where if you hit a single, the first base coach is gonna. And it's like feeding, like it's a mama bird feeding a baby bird. He doesn't hand it to him; he puts it in their mouth. Baseball players, they're weird. <laughs> Just weird people, man. That's par for the course, man. You know, for a, a sport that's taken very seriously by its diehard fans, the players, they, they can loosen it up. They are strange boys and girls, for sure. All right, hour two of the game. We'll kick things off with, uh, you know what? Emo likes to make money. Yeah. And uh, I have my preseason Big 12 football poll. We'll kick things off with, to me, is a wild story in sports betting. Oh, boy. Next is your local news.